welcome to episode four of It's Giving. It's Giving. The last two weeks have definitely been a little harder on us. It's just been a lot of stuff going on. And I know we typically give you guys high energy, jokiness, and a lot of laughter and fun. But this episode might be a little bit more on the serious note. um, Just because we really have stuff that we want to share with you guys. So bear with us. And you know, just enjoy this convo. Okay, let's first start off with the George Floyd case and the verdict. Yeah, so, I mean, of course, it was great to see that the verdict came back guilty on all charges, Mm -hmm. which were, so, Derek Chauvin, he was convicted of second-degree unintentional murder, third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter. Yes, it's great that he's going to be held accountable for what he what he's done mm-hmm. but it sucks that we have to as people celebrate this right like why are we celebrating what's right like this right. should be second nature right i even tweeted that i was like it's sad that we have to kind of be like fearful of the verdict when we all witness this man get murdered right you know like why do we even have to go to a trial when clearly there's been proof that like Clearly he killed him. Right. You know, there was like no other thing. And then to hear them say that it might have been a carbon monoxide, to hear them say that it might have been a drug overdose, and then to see them really kind of like bash this man's character, it was really sad. Yeah. And I was on my trip watching this, and I, I just couldn't help but feel really, really bad for him, his family, everybody that was affected by this. Right. And I just think that that just goes to show how far we have to go as a country Mm -hmm. because for this to be celebrated like I said earlier the way it was Mm -hmm. I mean we couldn't help it because we'd never see outcomes like this right the amount of black people that have been murdered Mm -hmm. and this is the first time where we feel like we're getting some form of of justice justice, yeah because it's not even really a win because someone died like Mm -hmm. someone had to die in order for this to happen right in order for us to feel in order for someone to be held accountable someone had to die Mm -hmm. and like that's what kind of annoyed me with nancy pelosi's comment when she came on there and she was like yeah george floyd had to sacrifice his life Ma'am. Exactly. He did not. He he did did not not sacrifice. It shouldn't have to be that way. Police officers and people that live in this country need to be held accountable. Specifically and especially police officers because their job is to protect us. To protect and serve. It Mm -hmm. doesn't count if you're only protecting and serving one people. Exactly. Exactly. And it is sad that we often, like black people, find themselves in this position all the time. And then on top of that too... It's sad that, like, I have to even be fearful when I get pulled over. The other day, I got pulled over going to the gym at 5.30 in the morning. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, it's dark. Like, he can't see my hands. He can't see my, you know. So, I'm putting my hands on the steering wheel. I'm scared to get my, my license and registration out because my car is dark. And, you know, he's a white cop. Right. And, like, I should not have to feel that way. You know what I mean? And it's like, I pay my taxes. Right. I, <laughs> I'm a good person. My my car is registered. Right. I got insurance. So it's like, why do I have to, to, to feel that way when I get pulled over? And I think that even even if you, even if your car isn't registered or if you're, whatever the case may be, that doesn't, you still shouldn't be fearful. Like we right. shouldn't be, we shouldn't live in fear. Right. No matter like what the circumstances are with us, whether your car is registered or not. Like, of course, yeah, your car's supposed to be registered, but that shouldn't be a reason for someone to take your life. And right. The thing that sucks and that's crazy about this entire thing is that 
you can do all the right things and it's not a guarantee that you end up a hundred percent. And the fact that I have to have these conversations with like my nephews who Mm -hmm. are 10 and 11, Mm -hmm. it's scary because they shouldn't have to worry about, I shouldn't have to warn them about people who are supposed to be protecting them. Whose job is to protect them. Right. So that's the really messed up part of it all. Their job is to protect us and they're the people that we're scared of the most. Mm A hundred percent. And it's so sad that so many people were more anxious about the the protest that might have come after it than the actual verdict itself. I'm like, what? Because we were literally sitting there like, if this go bad exactly like we don't know what to expect us in the car stopping in the parking lot actually watching it together and refreshing the page every two seconds refreshing the page every two seconds making sure we didn't miss anything is like something that i'm gonna remember forever absolutely and even that feeling of relief Mm -hmm. once we did hear the verdict Mm -hmm. is a feeling that i've never really felt we almost wanted to like cry in the car yeah because it's just like wow Mm mm-hmm you know, someone's being held accountable for this Absolutely. because we've watched so many people die. And, and for it to be so, like, plain in sight, have the whole thing recorded, have the whole right. thing, you know what I mean? Have witnesses still alive to tell their side of the story. You know what I mean? And, like, there's literally nothing that they could say. Right. But they tried everything. <laughs> I mean, they definitely did, but it was just foolish. Right. Like, nothing made sense. Right. And so that's what I think I was the most happy about because the defense really had no solid argument. And I was... A hundred percent appreciative of that. And I think that sometimes it feels like it was longer than a year. And then sometimes it feels like it was just yesterday. Mm-hmm. And what I forgot that when it first happened, the news article said man dies during medical incident in Minneapolis. What, like what? It makes me think what would have happened if, if it- that guy or whoever did not record it. It sucks that that's what we have to do now. And still, even when it's recorded, Mm -hmm. there's still a chance that justice may not prevail. Because to be honest with you, this has been happening for forever. It's just now being recorded. Right. And the fact that social media, you can get information at the drop of a dime. That's the only reason why we, we get the justice, you know, because it blew up. And I honestly think that if this case was not as massive as it was and caused so many riots and protests that it wouldn't have had this outcome. To be honest with you, I I honestly 100% don't think that it would have had this outcome. We still have so much work to do. Absolutely. Well, we couldn't even, we couldn't even celebrate, you know, that, that, that win, (laughs) you know, without something else happening. Right. I think it was like before, but in that same time span of us being happy, Someone else dies exactly. at the hands of a police officer, mm-hmm. and then it was a whole nother. She she was a young little a right. young girl, right? But that brings us to our next topic. So, in Ohio, sixteen year old Makaya Bryant was shot four times by a police officer. I don't care what the police officer might have thought; mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter. Like I said before, your job, their job, is to protect and serve. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. You're not doing your job if you're not protecting all parties. Thank you. It doesn't matter what what's going on mm-hmm. because I've seen, we've seen them riot in the Capitol and not one person was yep. shot dead. Mm-hmm. He did not have to shoot that 16 year old girl four times. He shot her like an animal. He did. And that, that was, and for me, when I think about when cops do that, they already know it's premeditated to me. Like they it come is. to the scene knowing that. 
they're about to kill because but, it makes no sense. And if you're going to be a cop and if you're scared, then you don't need to be a cop. If you get exactly. in those situations and the first thing you think is shoot four times. Exactly. And then, so my thing too is, aren't they supposed to like disarm? If I was a cop, I'm shooting to disarm somebody. So maybe it's like her arm or whatever. And not even that, but like you have a taser. Right. And so if you're trying to like, you know, stop her from, stabbing somebody else then why not use your taser because that automatically stops her body from like moving right and then on top of that this poor little girl called the cops to protect her right so and that's what blows my mind is that she here she is calling the cops to to defend her and to protect her and then she's the one who ends up dying right and the the other people did i don't know if they had knives too but on the the phone call it stated that they were coming with knives so rightfully so I'm sorry, but I'm bringing one too. You're not about to outknife me. Right. <laughs> like, no, seriously. I'm sorry. And I just think that that just goes to show, like, I don't care what the situation was. You, to shoot someone four times, to shoot a child four times, mm-hmm. to me, there's no excuse for that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we can look at these pictures of, riots in different states and people have guns out and people have all these other, and you're Mm -hmm. telling me that you needed to shoot a 16 year old girl Mm -hmm. four times in order to feel safe or in order to deescalate the situation. Like I, I, there's no way that's in the rule book. Like they're, they are not taught to do that. And I feel like that's what the problem is. I feel like these, some of these cops should not be cops because if they go to a scene and, the first thing they're thinking is I have to shoot. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be there. Like you don't, you don't have to be there. So right. I just, I, and then on top of that too, I don't know. Cause she wasn't coming at him with it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it's kind of like you weren't threatened. Right. You know what I mean? Granted, you were protecting the other party. I get were it. You? Cause shooting four but, times, but, she could have got but, hit. That's what I'm, I'm just, saying. I'm confused. <laughs> and then on top of that too, like they were pretty close in range. Right. So it, it just blows my mind how, like, especially serial killers mm-hmm. can walk away with their right. life. Right. And go to a trial and plead insanity and still live the rest of their life. Right. Whereas we end up dead. And yeah. <laughs> and I, like, want us to stop using this excuse of them being scared. I don't believe they're scared. I don't. No, because I feel like, you know, there's those undercover trainings yeah. or whatever, or, like, those unwritten rules. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, it's better for them to not leave a witness Right. Than to have somebody have a counter statement. Yeah. You know what I mean? As to what happened in the situation. Yeah. So it's kind of like, if I shoot you, yeah. I better make sure that you're right. dead. Yeah. Because I don't want you to say something. Yeah. And I just feel like just everything that's going on and it's just, we can't ever catch a break no matter what. We can't even be happy that some short, some sort of justice was served for George Floyd before the next thing. Like it's so tiring and it's so mentally draining, draining being black mm-hmm. in this country. And it sucks that doc river said it like it, he said it perfectly. This sucks that this country, like we love so much. We do so much for, because mm-hmm. this country would be nothing without us. Mm-hmm. Like they just don't love us back. 
Like we're not even hundred. That's so true. We're just we're literally just asking for you guys not to kill us. We're just asking to that's be treated it. equally. That's it. That's it. Like I don't even want more at this point. That's it. That's all. I don't want more. Like I just want to know that I can I get pulled a- over if I'm speeding. I can feel like I'm getting pulled over and I'm not about to die because I was speeding. And then in the news, they're going to be like, oh, well, she had an argument with her. Exactly. Because it doesn't matter. That doesn't mean I deserve to die mm -hmm. if I'm speeding. Just give me my ticket and care about my day. Exactly. Right. Like, it doesn't matter. Just because I have drugs in my car does not mean I I need to die. I deserve to die. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. we deserve life just like every other person in this country. Absolutely. And I don't think that that's, I don't think people understand that or agree with that absolutely i honestly feel like being black in this country is draining at times just like you said it really is because we have to constantly walk in fear Mm -hmm. um or walk feeling less than even if we feel like we're we're great at life it's like even when you go into like a job interview you kind of already feel like all right like they might try to play me or like we constantly have to handle all these different situations and it's a lot it's draining and people don't see that, especially like, you know, Caucasian people. They mm-hmm. don't see it at all. They will never understand. Yeah. And I think that the thing that sucks about it the most is that this is happening. We're seeing our people die and we're not just seeing them die. We're seeing them murdered, murdered right before our eyes. But we still have to go on like the yeah. next day we have to wake up and go to work and talk to our white counterparts and our white co-workers Thank you. like you it's know, nothing hey, let's go meeting or, let's meet or like, they no, want to have okay or they want to have a conversation <laughs> yes. about it and they expect me to educate them i'm right. sorry i am not here to educate right. you google on, is great thank you because that's also draining it's also draining to have to sit here and and constantly make you believe right. that i'm not lying right or make you believe that like this is a real thing that's going on. Or this is a real problem that I face every day. Right. Just because it doesn't happen to you, you're just like, well, I don't understand how this, you know, could affect you possibly. Or sure, you don't, you know, really fear for your life when you get pulled over by a cop. They're nice to me because you. Don't, that's not your reality, you know. And I think it's also draining to the fact that this happened to Micaiah Bryant, and we have to sit and. Think of ways that it could have been prevented. Mm-hmm. That is not my job. I'm not a police officer. I shouldn't have to come up with yep. ways to make the system better. Like yep. I shouldn't. It's not my issue. I didn't start this problem. Mm-hmm. So, and I feel like that's what happens with at work. Like, mm-hmm. oh, how can we? Uh, I don't know. Like that's yeah. not my job. Yeah. But it's also draining to even hear people argue about the situation of yeah. her and like whether she deserved to get shot or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Because regardless or not, I honestly don't feel like she deserved to be shot at all. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like there was other ways to go about it. Granted, yes, she did have a weapon. I understand that 100%. However, I don't think she deserved to die at all. And there's people who will sit there and not agree with the electric chair for people who actually, for serial killers and people who yes. actually kill people. But then go at, go in the same breath and say, well, she had a knife. Yeah. So which one is it? What are we doing? Right. So I don't know. It's just draining. I don't think people understand how draining it is because as black people, we make everything look so effortless and mm-hmm. we make everything look so easy. But that's the problem too, though. Yeah. That's the problem with a lot of, well, with our culture. We are so accustomed to dealing with all of this emotional. Yeah. It's really trauma. Yeah. I was going to say emotional trauma on a regular and it's been since birth to be honest with you because yeah. you you grow up knowing okay if you go into a store take your hoodie off right when i go shopping you know keep your hands off your pockets right, don't right. do that you know what i mean like you are a black woman in america you right. are a black man in america. you got to work twice as hard so we mm-hmm. grow up 
already with this instilled in us and low key with this trauma, we keep moving on. We don't see it as a problem. We don't see it as a threat. We don't see it as a problem. And so that's also a hindrance because people don't understand the severity of what we go through because we make it look so effortless. Like we're just like, oh, okay, like I'm still, I still look cute. I still got a job. I still got a car. I still right. got a house. I got, but we didn't see that we had to go through hoops. Yes. <laughs> like, right. You know, like everything to get there. Like to piggyback off of what you're saying. I also think that the minute we do stumble or we do make it look not as easy as it should be, then we, then we're weak. Now we're back to square one. Yeah. You know, when we're at five, you know, we're up here and then we show some type of emotion, especially as black women. Oh my God. We yes. show some type of emotion and then now we're looked down upon. Okay. She mm-hmm. can't handle it. She can't. Yep. She can't just like, no, yep. I can't. I've just been, she's too emotional. I have this baggage and I've been holding all of this on my shoulders mm-hmm. since I was born. Mm-hmm. Like, and you're just not going to get it because everything that you've gotten was literally handed to you yep. and you didn't have to walk in a room and feel like you had to prove yourself every single place you went. And I love the title an angry black woman. Yes. Cause we will get caught that very quickly. And that's, and I think the difference now, I think we're okay with that now. Like as black women, we're like, okay, call me angry, but right. you're not going to step on me. Right. Like I'm not right. going to let you step all over me. And right. I love that. We don't care if you think that we're an angry black woman now. Because like, we're embracing okay. it. Exactly. It's like, that yes, I am strong. angry. Yep, and I'm strong. And <laughs> you're am, not going to play me. I'm Thank angry you. and I'm sick and I'm tired. Yep. So. Really? And that's what it is. And I and I actually appreciate the fact that we are starting to embrace these quote-unquote flaws that, you know, that people say that we have. Right. Um, and we're using them because we're actually, what people call flaws are actually strengths. And it's because they want to be like us. Mm-hmm. They just don't know how. Yeah. They try to be they like try us. To be. They go on they TikTok do. and they go on Twitter and they... They put their hair in cornrows. Yes. And they try to talk like us and... But they hate us. They hate but us. But they love... They hate us. They won't employ us. Yes. <laughs> they hate us, but they love our culture. Completely. Like, so it's just... This is like something that's been going on forever. But now mm-hmm. we're finally talking about it. Mm-hmm. We're not letting... You know, we're not allowing the media or whoever to tell our story anymore uh-huh. and that's what i love about you know yeah as a country we're not where we should be mm-hmm. but i do believe like black people are getting stronger mm-hmm. they're finding their voice more yeah they're coming and, together more yes which i think is cra- huge yes yeah, because we are not anymore. exactly like i feel like we are actually looking out for other black people and um, I think that's huge because before it used to be like we had to step on each other's toes because right. there was only one position available. Right. That's what they made us think, though. Right. Whereas we should have been building together and making each other stronger. Right. And I feel like now we're finally at the place where we understand that we grasp it a little bit more mm-hmm. and we come together. And then on top of that, too, I think that we're teaching younger generations that you don't have to deal with what older generations had to go through. And I think that that's that's even with us mm-hmm. like with our parents like we don't deal with what they had to deal with absolutely because when i'm telling my parents stuff that's going on at work or just stuff that's going on in general in my life mm-hmm. they're like they're am- amazed at you know how confident and how i'm like no mm-hmm. like i'm not going to take this is not you know they're like it wasn't like that when i was you know it was just starting to get a little better Seriously. but the fact that your generation goes for it like it right. doesn't matter if it says you're not qualified for the job. For example, right. y'all are going to apply. Or not even that. I, I had a conversation about how this generation also um, doesn't stick around and like be miserable, right. <laughs> you know? So like if we're not happy in our workplace, we're quitting. 
we'll figure no, it out later. We'll we'll fi- figure exactly. It out. It's like I'm gonna figure it out. I'm quitting. I'm I'm not not happy, so I'm gonna figure it out and move on. Whereas I feel like them, they worked for forty years at the same company and would right. just be miserable. Right. Because of a, a, a pension or a retirement. But right. this generation we're just like, we'll figure it out. Right. And I feel we like and I feel like our generation, like as far as like millennials and maybe I don't know who are the people that came like right before us. But that age group, I feel like we have so much on our shoulders because not only do we want to give to the next Mm -hmm. generation, but we feel like we owe the generation before Before. us so much, you know, because yeah, they done things different, but you know, without them, we kind of wouldn't be, you know, without that footwork and Mm -hmm. that blueprint, we wouldn't be where we are today as black professionals, black, you know, millennials. So I feel like our age group is kind of in a, that's why we go so hard Yeah. because we're like, all right, we're going to make sure that the people, the people that are coming behind us, they mm-hmm. don't have to deal with this. And we go, I'm going to make sure that the people that laid it out for me mm-hmm. are good for life. But even if you think about it, I know so many like black young entrepreneurs that are like our age mm-hmm. and to see us put the work in now is amazing because like my niece, she's 18 and the girl done started about four or five jobs, Listen. four or five different like businesses. And so just to see the the progress and the, the you know, the progression of mm-hmm. like generations, like it's amazing because I wish I could have started a business at 12. Right. No, for real. You know what I mean? But that's, like, that comes from us. Like seeing right. that, like when I see my nephew playing Fortnite, I'm like, okay, yeah, my parents may see it as he needs to go outside and get off that game. But I'm thinking like, no. Let's get him some equipment. Like, let's yep. put him on YouTube. Exactly. Like, he's good at this. Mm-hmm. He's good at this, and he likes it. And he's young. Right. He's he's good at this. He likes it, and people want to... His generation, the people that are coming... Love stuff like they that. They love it. Yep. So let's, you know... But it starts with, like, us. Mm-hmm. Us seeing that, mm-hmm. and us knowing, like, hey, let's not make him go do something that he doesn't want to do. Let's mm-hmm. kind of add to his passion. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that... We do so well. We do. Because we're like, listen, this is, we don't want to do this. We want to do this. So how can I turn what I like into it being profitable? Right. No matter what it is. It can be making drinks. It can be, (laughs) that's what it is. We make everything a business. Exactly. And I think it's so natural for us in our our generation. Um, Whereas before, like my mom, when I told her I wanted to do makeup, she was like, okay girl that's like, art that's that's cute <laughs> like yeah. yeah i'm support you whatever you need i got you but like me telling her now that i'm about to go full-time with my business right she's like oh wait you actually did it yeah like i like you quitting your job and you actually did and i actually inspired her to to realize that like if you're not happy you don't have to stay where you at and she started a whole new career period okay so, yes you know shout out to my mama <laughs> <laughs> no but seriously that's a perfect example because you weren't fully happy at your other job. So now you're going to transition into doing something that makes you happy mm-hmm. and going full time. And that's just what we do as black people. Yeah, it may be tough, mm-hmm. but we turn something that may be sad, something that may look like it's there to stop us. And we turn it into fuel and we turn it into inspiration, especially mm-hmm. like like this episode. Like we were like. Okay, it's we're gonna. gonna so it's gonna sad. be so sad, and <laughs> it was, but it like inspired me listening to what we're saying and how important we are, yeah. how important we are to the generation before us mm-hmm. and the generation after us. And, and it kind of also made me not want to like stop either. 
you know, um, because we actually covered the fact that we are improving, even though it may not seem like, you know, much, but we as people, right, are improving, period. Whether this country isn't improving, we, we as people are. as people are improving and we are coming Definitely. together and we are being stronger than ever. Definitely. It's giving unity. It's giving <laughs> unity. Okay, so this is a lot. However, <laughs> this episode was actually really good for like my soul. Like for real. I honestly feel like I got a little bit of release. Yes. Um, from the stuff that has been happening. Um, because I really haven't been talking about it much. Uh I just feel like I internalized it mm-hmm. and I just took it in without actually really expressing how I felt and the things that was going on about it, you know? And I feel like we need to do that more. Too. Yes. I feel like we definitely need to share our thoughts and yeah. say it out loud and have these conversations and, you know, bring it to the table. Definitely. And let it digest, you know, mm-hmm. like we don't have to talk about it right when it happens. The second it happens because it, emotionally and mentally we really can't that's Mm -hmm. why like when things happen it's hard to put how we feel into words Mm -hmm. when we see another person dying and it on camera and all that so sometimes it's okay to let it digest Mm -hmm. and then you know just talk about it in a safe space and you know talk about what it's doing mentally so this was good was i didn't really think good. that it was gonna I, I was a little nervous i was a little nervous like, too. i don't like to talk like me because it's just so heavy yeah and it's like you want to say the right thing and and you don't want to be wrong you don't want to be wrong mm-hmm. you want to sound educated mm-hmm. and so this was good it was like, we needed this and i'm glad that we were still ourselves yeah you that's know? important so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode it was a little different than normal however we felt like it was needed and we hope that you guys appreciate it as much as we enjoyed talking about it. Definitely. Um, and make sure you guys continue to support us and follow us on our Instagram at it's giving underscore podcast and continue with the content that we create. Seriously. And our word of advice for anyone listening, it is tough being black in America. We know, but make sure you're talking to somebody, whether that's a friend, a family member, a therapist. A therapist. It doesn't have to be something super, super deep or heavy, but just to show that, you know, yes, things are happening in this world mm-hmm. and we get it and everyone deals with things differently. Mm-hmm. So just, it's important to just talk to someone. Because black people don't do that enough. We don't do it. We, we do lo- it more than we used to, but we still don't do it yeah. enough. So Going just, therapy yeah. is, is, trust me, it's great. So. Look don't at us with like, the advice. Don't Come feel on. like you're greater we're giving, than therapy. We're, gi- we're, giving, we're giving great stuff on this podcast. <laughs> we are giving well-rounded, okay? 